So, hello, podcasts, uh, listeners of the English Waffle. Um, today, I am at my friend Jay's house, and we're going to talk about a variety of English, which is Indian English, one of the oldest varieties of English in the world, and one of the most uh, spoken. Welcome to the English Waffle, where we'll talk about random stuff. Take you on a journey where you'll find out soon enough that listening to the waffle is an entertaining way of sharing with you foreigners the things that British people say. Woo! So join us on the waffle and strap yourselves in for ten whole earth in minutes of English listening. Uh, research that I've done says that over 300 million people speak it, which is, seems like an awful lot of people. Um, and certainly that's more than the, the all of the mother tongue English countries put together. More than the UK and the US. And Canada and Australia and New Zealand. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's good. Should be called Indian. Shouldn't be called English anymore then. Just Indian. It should just be called Indian. Yeah. I think so. Because there's yeah, no language yeah. called Indian. Maybe there should be one. Yeah. Interesting. Um, so we thought this would be an interesting topic because uh, it's it shows that there are so many different varieties of English and there are quite there there is there's lots of defining characteristics of this variety of English which are some of which are very colourful and we thought that it would be an interesting topic to talk about. So perhaps Jay, you could start telling us um, with. It's telling us what are some of these interesting characteristics of the of Indian English. Yeah, well, the two I think there are two categories that Indian English um, falls into. One in in how it's different from English English or American English. One is that the English language itself has words that are of Indian origin. And there's a whole list of these words like thug and pajamas and pukka and guru and thug and yeah. pajama. Yeah. Wow. So a thug is. What do you understand by thug? Well, a thug is essentially a what in India we would call a thug, who was a a bandit, um, who would essentially rob you, um, and that got translated, or maybe it was just pronounced differently by uh, British people when they came to India. And became a thug, and that's now been adopted into the English language. So yeah. So those of you listening who don't know what a thug uh, in in British English, a thug is is someone who uses violence to get their message across. Really. Yep. Yeah. And take your stuff. And nick your stuff. Yeah. So yep. that's a thug. Uh, what was the other word? Pajamas. Pajamas. Pajamas was the same thing um, in in Indian language. It's an item of clothing. As it is here, but interestingly, in India, you can also call someone a pajama, which is a form of insult, which wouldn't fly in the UK necessarily because no one would understand you. If I called somebody I I was pissed off with a pajama, no, 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 wouldn't no. elicit any response. No, not no, at all. Just, just confusion. But you can offend someone by calling them pajama, not yes. pajama head. No, pajama not pajama head. Bottoms. It's a way. It's a way of calling someone um, useless. Okay. You can say you're just, a, you know, you're just a pajama. You, you you can't achieve anything. Can't get any work done. <laughs> you're just a pajama. That's great. Yeah. 
So these are some of, this is one category where you have English words of Indian origin, but then there are also Indian phrases, idioms, um, you know, what we call Indianisms, mm -hmm. like... Can you give us an example? Yeah, so one is, the most well-known one is um, do the needful. Okay, and do the is, needful. Yep, it's a, a bureaucratic phrase, in a sense, where you tell someone to do something without actually repeating what it is that they have to do. So, if someone has to fill out a long form and, you know, they have to do it in block letters or, you know, and they do have to do it in a particular time frame and instead of giving them all this information, the bureaucrat will just tell them, can you just do the needful and come back to me when it's done? So, it implies that the listener knows exactly what they need to do. It... it even if they don't, they need to figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> but no one's going to go into the detail of telling them, you need to do this, 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 and this. No, just do just the, the needful, needful. <laughs> figure it out. Man, that cuts through quite a lot of stuff. It saves a lot of time. And, yeah. you know, we have a huge bureaucracy in India. They're, they're short of time. Uh, yeah. This is yeah, you can see where that's come about. Um, yep. Very good. And what about new words? So, So would this be considered as a kind of... Yeah, a new, a new word, which is a, a taking needful and do and mm. combining them and making them a phrase. Yeah, it's hard to say where, you know, it may be that it came from an Indian language and was uh, adopted into the English language. You know, sometimes you translate things and they don't quite translate exactly so you're kind of transliterating rather than translating yeah um an example of this would be you know so if, if there's someone who's inherited a lot of wealth in india um you know their parents had money and then they inherited it sometimes in, in north india at least you say um that they are rich from behind which <laughs> you know everyone understands what is being said but you know, it implies that they've not earned their money. They've, they've just inherited yeah, it. Yeah. So um, it makes sense. But yeah. if you say it in the UK, you, you might be taken as you making comment on their backside. On their bum. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. You are so rich from behind. <laughs> yes. That's hilarious. Cue Kim Kardashian jokes. Yeah, exactly. She's actually rich from behind because of me. So, you know. It works. <laughs> it works for her. <laughs> Kim, if you're listening, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, couple that I I came across, which I I was fond of in in terms of in Indian expressions used in India, is that they say to prepone. Yes, thing. yes, which I think is a word that should take off across the world. Really, to prepone. What does that mean? It essentially means you bring a meeting forward. Um, you know, so if, like you postpone a meeting and delay when it is to happen. You. You say prepone, and why use three words when you can use one? I'm happy with that. Yeah, Let's everyone that in. everyone gets the point. Let's bring that in. I mean, this is the thing: is like when we think of these, the, just the numbers of people who speak Indian English, uh, and it just the mind-boggling numbers who do who speak it, their their language. Do we think this is going to catch on to the rest of the world? Are people going to start to speak? Yes, um, and for a couple of reasons. One is because you know Indians don't just live in India anymore. Yeah, I'm living in London now. Yeah, um, and people are moving across the world, so they are introducing these words unwittingly. Yeah, to other cultures. 
some will get adopted some won't which is natural in a language yeah um and the other reason is because well indian population is still growing yeah and there'll be more people going to india to do business in india and yeah. in that scenario you just have to adapt to the local language so you know an indian more and more indian speak english as well so it's inevitable i'd say for sure um what else what else yeah we can we can go through some more words and some more yeah give us some more words yeah um so shifting shifting is a nice example of a word which is a word in both countries it's just used differently so when we move residences in india we we don't say we're moving uh we say we're shifting <laughs> that's nice because we are well you know the the joke is that there's such little space in india you can't actually move you have to kind of shift along yeah but um th- everyone understands what you mean when you say you're shifting in india if you say it here in the uk sounds like it so sounds much. like a dance move sounds me. like a dance move or a, or a dodgy dodgy person yeah 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 so we drugs. yeah because we have the the yeah. yeah the word shifty meaning slightly dodgy yeah so yeah, yeah. that's it so and um also kindly adjust is a is a phrase i don't know if that's used here kindly adjust kindly adjust which is a way of saying um you know say you're you know in a train mm-hmm. and or a bus and you're right up against someone and you know they're not making space for you and you it's just kind of pushing and pulling against each other uh, you just ask the person to kindly adjust which is, is that say, right? which is like a form of apology mixed with a request right. mixed with a shrug okay so it's a, yeah apology mixed with request mixed with shrug it's like we're in the situation we just have to deal with it can you just adjust and i'll adjust and we'll be fine we'll get through it and adjust kindly kindly yes yeah cuz uh, we, we all know that Br- british uh english and british culture tends to be infused with this apologetic mm. bent to it so we'd probably say sorry can you just please you know can you please go away or can you please can you please move along but too many words too many words <laughs> oh and i think some of our listening listeners can identify with that how many how we're so indirect with our our language sometimes in in english right which is like could you possibly sorry could you do you mind if i just whereas in spanish and french you just say move please and what is your <laughs> maybe name? not without yeah. please yeah <laughs> yeah it's funny isn't it and it saves time it saves energy yeah and but if you do that here people would be taken aback and offended slightly i think yeah i mean this is it we we do we've we 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 live in a we've we've got a hugely polite framework that we that we operate in language and otherwise which really helps in a city like london because if that wasn't there it would just be chaos chaos <laughs> and <Anarchy. laughs> yeah yeah um, good well um that's that's our that's our 10 minutes up um is it yeah that was it goes quick. real quick <laughs> yeah 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 we can chat we can chat we can carry on um uh yeah we can carry on i'm going to i'm actually going to hit pause now though so maybe we can we can carry on uh in a different different episode um but thanks jay thanks for coming on the podcast thanks for having me on cool happy waffling happy waffling guys oh so just a quick um 
Reminder that we would love to hear your comments, your thoughts, your feedback on the podcast. So please visit the website www.englishwaffle.co.uk and leave us some comments. We'd love to hear from you about British English, Indian English, whatever whatever you want to talk about. Uh, have a good week. Bye. Welcome to the English Waffle where we'll talk about random stuff. We'll take you on a journey where you'll find out soon enough that listening to the waffle is an entertaining way of sharing with you foreigners the things that British people say. Woo! So join us on the waffle and strap yourselves in. For ten whole earth in minutes of English listening.